When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and those who don't identify as either, you are listening to Ratchet and Respectable from Bali. I told you before, I'm here for two weeks. I got another week to go. I think last time we spoke, I was either on the earthy, crunchy side of the island or headed there, Ubud. But I'm back on the beach side of the island, kind of like the sexy, wavy, like literally waves because it's beachy. I love both places equally. When I'm in Ubud, I love Ubud the most. When I'm in Changu, I love Changu the most. I am actively trying to figure out how to live here. Most of the places that I've lived in at least have a 90-day visa. Bali has, technically it's a 30-day, but you can extend for another 30 without really any hassle. If you want to be here as a digital nomad, Bali has some sort of program, but you have to fill out a bunch of paperwork and jump through some hoops. I don't really want to do all that. But... I might actually try because it's Bali and it's beautiful. I feel like I'm living in paradise. I really, really like the energy here. Like obviously it's near the water, which is a cancer, like put me near water. I'm automatically at peace, but it's also like a coffee culture and it's also just like really laid back and it's also very creative. It's very inspirational energy. I told y'all I'm in a season where I'm not trying to produce. I'm not trying to work much. I'm trying to do like the minimum that I have to in order to sustain just because I've been, you know, running it 150 for most of my life. Like I've been an entrepreneur since 2011. My first few months of being an entrepreneur, it was very new to me. I felt like I had to do everything. Like I was very conscious of of money and being able to sustain my lifestyle. And I felt like I had to just be in go, 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 go. And then I felt the same way when I moved to Ghana. Like I was very conscious of like, well, what if I fall off? And what if people forget me? And what if like I'm not relevant? And like, what if, you know, what if, what if, what if, what if? And I was trying to do all these things, like create all these projects. And I wrote a lot and I created a lot. And I have a lot of things that are just, you know, files on my computer, but to take them to the next level where they're ready to be presented to the public. I don't have it in me right now. I really don't. The first year that I've been abroad, I enjoyed it and I traveled a lot. Don't get me wrong. But I did a lot of work and I did a lot of fretting and I did a lot of worrying about like when I get back to the States. And now that it's not 
new to me where I kind of just like accept that how I'm living is my life. It's not a temporary thing. It's a thing that I've chosen and it's sustainable. And I'm just out here and that's what I'm doing right now. I'm more relaxed. I'm not as stressed and I want to enjoy it, which is a really foreign concept for me. Like I've always based my worth on my output. And so to base my worth on just, and I've said it, but I didn't really like internalize it. Like I believed it, but to just base my worth on you are worthy because you are, you don't have to produce anything. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to accomplish anything. You don't have to hit any check marks or goals or anything like that. You're just worthy because you exist and that's it. And that's enough is a new concept for me. It feels very weird to embrace. Like at first I was like, okay, I'm comfortable being lazy. And it's like, no, you're not lazy. You're just living. I posted this picture the other day. I had a spa treatment in my room. It was a rub down, a scrub, a facial, and then a soak. But I posted the picture of me soaking in this tub. Like, And I'm like naked in the tub. Like I posted some pictures and people were like, who took these pictures? And I was like, I'm not here by myself. Bali has been good. I'm back on the party side of the island. I did Ubud for the weekend and it was amazing. That's like the jungle side of the island. I stayed at a really cute hotel. It was vegan friendly. I think I read that it was vegan friendly and I was like, okay, they have vegan meals. I didn't realize the whole hotel was vegan. I've been a pescatarian for 20 years. I don't mind vegetarian. I don't mind vegan, but I like the option. Like if I want some shrimp, if I want some snapper, I want some some kind of fish, whatever. I like the option for it, but it was fine. I ate fake fried chicken. They also had vegan wine at the hotel. Like I asked them for a glass of rosé and they brought me two options. They were like, oh, there's an alcohol one. And then there's the non-alcohol. And I was like, I want the alcohol. And they were like, give the non-alcohol a try. It was a Balinese attendant. She was very sweet. And I was like, okay, well, I'll give it a try. And I tasted it. It tasted nasty as hell. Non-alcoholic wine is nasty. And I was like, no, I want, I want the wine with alcohol. And she was like, really? Really? Because I know it's like a vegan resort. Like you came to the vegan resort. You won't eat meat, but you'll drink alcohol. It's literally poison. And I was like, yes, I'll eat the vegetables and drink the poison. I've been posting thirst traps. I didn't know they were thirst traps. Like I had a flower bath because the flower baths are like a really big thing in Bali. It's like flowers and oils. It's supposed to have healing properties. It's not just a cute like IG moment, but it also happens to be a cute IG moment. So I did pictures from my flower bath and I posted them online. And one of my really good friends, and strictly a friend, a good guy friend, he hit me up and he was like, you thirst trapping now? And I was like, wait, what? Because I had tried to thirst trap before. Before I moved to Ghana, I had posted like a series of what I call thirst traps because you could see some cleavage and I had sent them. I was still dating him at the time. And I was like, oh, I did some thirst traps. I'm about to send you some pictures. And he was like, these are beautiful, but these are not thirst traps. He was like, this could be your LinkedIn photo. This could be a Colgate ad. He was like, yes, there's some cleavage, but he was like, there's, there's nothing thirst trap about this. And he was like, next time you want to send me some pictures, he was like, just, just, Send me the pictures. He was like, because when you tell me thirst trap, I got one thing in my mind. and I'm, I'm ready for one thing. And then you send me this thing. And I'm like, that's not the thing that I was ready for. Like, you got to manage. You got to manage me and my expectations. And I was like, it's not a thirst trap. And he was like, you're beautiful. It's a beautiful photo. It's lovely. But again, you can show this in church and, and nobody would be offended. And I was like, oh, 
So I posted some pictures from my flower bath and I did go into the pictures. I'm a conservative person. It just, it is what it is. Like I've accepted who I am. Like I had to Photoshop it a little bit, add some extra like flowers just to make sure there wasn't too much like cleavage on display. Cause a couple of the pictures, you could see everything but the nipple. And I was like, that's too much. That's, I, I can't post that. So I added a few more flowers and then I posted the picture and my good friend was like, now that's a thirst trap. And I was like, is that, that's a thirst trap? I was like, you can't see anything. And he was like, yeah, I know. But he was like, for you, like, this is progress. Like, you've come a long way. He was very pleased with me. He was like, you did good. Like, this is, this is proper trapping. Like, I, I see the vision. And I was like, oh, thank you. One of my gay friends, he was like, you look real, real good. Like, I get it, it's sexy. And I was like, thank you. Thank you so much. I would love to be a sexy woman. I'm fully aware that I'm just, I'm cute. It's just, it is what it is. I know I got a face card that don't decline. Like, not yet. At some point, it will. But I was like, I feel like I got at least another 10 years left in me. And when shit starts to sag, I'm about to Botox it up. Like, I don't know if I'll ever have a flat stomach or a fat ass. But my face, it still works for me. I'm going to utilize it as long as I can. I'm just saying, you got to find what works. My face and my legs, I know what works in my favor. You know what's not working in my favor? America. I'll be home in October. It's supposed to be for two weeks. It might fuck around and be the whole month of October. I was trying to make appointments and plans for when I was in America and not just East America. I want to see Adele while I'm home. I'm a huge Adele fan, like huge. I went online to look for tickets for the second weekend I was home. Obviously, the show is sold out in Vegas because it's Adele. That's fine. I went on StubHub to look for tickets. And like, I know that there's an upcharge. They're resellers. Like, I get it. I like to sit in the middle section and I like to sit towards the front. And I know that you pay a premium for premium seating. And that's fine to me to a degree. I went on the StubHub site, the minimum ticket that I saw, and I want to say row P and forward. The cheapest ticket that I saw was like 11,000 American USD dollars and dineros. I had checked previously and tickets, not even in the front row, I want to say it was like in row like E or G, was 27000 American USD dollars and dineros. When I checked this time, 35000 American USD dollars and dineros. I was like, yo, Adele would have to come into my living room. She would have to have the opening acts of James Brown, Whitney Houston, Luther Vandross, Beyonce, Billie Holiday, Nina Simone, and Marvin Gaye. That's the only way I would be like, you know what? Drop that money. Also, add Prince. Then I would be like, you know what? 27000 is nothing. 27000 American USD dollars and dineros. I love Adele. I think her voice is amazing. I think her last album helped me to fully process my divorce. I respect her vocal abilities. I respect her writing abilities. I like her performance. I like her presentation. I like her lifestyle. I like her little British accent. I love everything about Adele. 27,000 American USD dollars and dineros. Go fuck yourself. I know she's not charging it. I know this is the resellers. I understand. You know what? Take that back. Not fuck Adele. Fuck all them resellers. I love the Lord. I love the Lord. I wouldn't pay that to see Jesus. Are you kidding me? They're not. They're not. So my plan, I think what I'm going to do is fly to Vegas the day of the concert and wait for tickets to drop the day of 
and just get the best seat possible that I feel comfortable paying for and go see Adele. Hopefully I can get in the 100 section for under a thousand. That's what I'm banking on. It's Adele. I love Adele. It speaks to like the part of me that also like Elton John and Billy Joe speaks to. Because I'm a huge Elton John fan. I can sing you every Elton John song. I got into Elton John in grad school. My roommate played that shit like constantly. And I was annoyed at first until like I really got into it. Goodbye, Norma Jean. I just, yeah. But 27,000, 32,000? I don't love nobody that much. I've been trying to make appointments for overall maintenance in America. I wanted to get my hair cut. And maybe not cut is the proper word. So like I want it trimmed. And I need like the front. I want some fringe. I want some face framing layers. I want bangs. My hair hasn't been cut or properly trimmed since before I left in August of last year. I know they're going to have to take at least an inch or two off for damage. Luckily, I have a bunch of hair. I wanted to go to a natural hair specialist. I had this woman in mind. I called myself going onto the website a month in advance to book my appointment. She's booked out until November. And I was like, ma'am, I can't hang around America that long. I sent her a very desperate email, which she has not replied to. She's a natural hair care specialist in PG County. She's amazing. I really want this woman to cut my hair. And I don't think it'll be possible. I also need to have my hair colored. All that African sun on my hair lightened it. So like my ends are very, very brown. It looks like I've dyed them, but I haven't. So I need to have my hair cut and trimmed by somebody. I need to have my hair dyed by somebody else. Usually the people that can cut and trim really well are not the people that can dye really well. So at least two appointments. I'm having trouble getting both. I'm having trouble getting a dentist because my dentist is technically in L.A. And I was like, do I need to fly to L.A. to get my teeth cleaned? Like, is that where we are? I mean, I'm flying to Vegas. And I was like, maybe I just make it two days. I do Vegas for one and L.A. for the next to get my teeth cleaned. So I got to figure something out. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home. And then there's a version of it where you have someone help you. You watch them do it the right way. And you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good. And then a bang in the night. And I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it. I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. What else is going on? I tried to listen to the Diddy album this morning. It has really great reviews. 
We've been talking about it in the group chat. Like people are overwhelmingly saying that it's a good album. Somebody compared it to Diary of a Mad Band by Jodeci. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. That's a lot. That's a lot. You're putting a lot on it. That said, Jodeci never did make an album you could listen to all the way through. If it's 10 songs on every album, half of them were filler. It's true. I haven't listened to the whole Diddy album. Love, Diddy, Puffy, P. Diddy, whatever he wants to be called. Sean Combs. The new album just came out. I want to say September 15th, 16th. It hasn't been out that many days. It's brand new. I think I should have a chance to listen to it today. I'll give you a full review next episode. The first two, three songs were cool. If somebody was playing it, I wouldn't be like, WTF, turn this shit off. I wouldn't say that. You know, it just, I wasn't in love with it. Comparing it to Diary of a Mad Band, let's see when I listen to the whole album and then we can give it a proper review. Speaking of things that are in the zeitgeist that I haven't had a chance to engage with, Beth Ann Hardison. I have a whole Beth Ann Hardison story. It embarrasses me, to be quite honest, to tell my Beth Ann Hardison story. She is more, I wouldn't say embarrassed, but she said to me once, and she was like, why do you keep telling this story? Beth Ann Hardison loves me, and Beth Ann Hardison should not love me. When I met her, I was misbehaving, and Beth Ann had to correct me. Luckily, I was just sober enough to recognize who she was, but I had enough decency and home training to apologize. And then the next time I saw her, I walked into a very fancy room with a whole bunch of very fancy people. And I was actually seated at the same table as her. I was late. She turned around and she saw me and she was like, it's you. And I was so embarrassed because I remember how it acted the first time I met her. But she was actually very intrigued by me. And I've run into her several times since then. And she has been nothing but gracious and kind and wise. But I say all that to say that Beth Ann Hardison has a new documentary. It's been around for a while. It was doing the festival circuit for a minute. But now it's had a release in theaters. I want to say it came out. I'm checking the date right now. September 15th. I'm recording this on the 19th. So it's very fresh. Um, It's called Invisible Beauty. Everyone and their mother is in this documentary. Like I'm just looking at the trailer and it's Iman and it's Naomi and it's Zendaya. She's been around for a long, long time. Like Iman is one of her best friends. Like they've been friends since the 70s. And she's had a hand in crafting the careers of a whole lot of people in fashion and otherwise. So this is a documentary that I'm very much looking forward to seeing. I don't quite know my American schedule yet. Still putting it together. I'll definitely make it to New York. I'll hopefully make it to Vegas. But I hope I get to see Bethy and Hardison. I'll definitely get to see her film. While we're talking about things to watch, we need to talk about things we can't watch no more. I've mentioned Winning Time on here a couple times. It's the story about the Lakers in the 80s. And I've said before, I was like, I don't understand how the the Lakers won anything because there's so much big personalities and there's so much going on behind the scenes. I thought it was an amazing show. I talked about how Sally Richardson Whitfield was was directing and producing her ass off for this show. Unfortunately, Winning Time got canceled. Apparently enough people weren't watching. HBO is very big on ratings and the ratings were abysmal. The actors that appear in the show can't promote the show because of the actor strike. So it's a really amazing show that just enough people weren't paying attention to. I thought that it was currently the best show on television. And I said on previous episodes, I said Norm Nixon playing his father was amazing. The guy playing Magic was amazing. I did a post on my Instagram. There was one episode where the guy playing 
Pat Riley was so good that I had to single him out. And I was like, this is amazing TV. But it just wasn't enough people watching. And HBO wasn't willing to keep investing in the show. So Sunday's episode of Winning Time, it was the finale for season two, is the last episode we'll see of Winning Time. I was like, please, please, please let somebody pick up the show. I was intrigued. I was invested. I know the end story of Magic Johnson. I I know the current story of Magic Johnson. His wife, Cookie Johnson Cook, who's depicted heavily in the show, um, is actually, I wouldn't call her a friend. Like, I met her at Leading Women Defined one year. And when I used to work at Essence, Cookie had a column for Essence where she talked about women and HIV. And I interviewed her every month for the column. So when I met her at Leading Women Defined, I introduced myself because I was like, hey, we used to work together. Like we never met in person. But for two years of your life, I used to interview you every month about this column that she used to have in Essence, which she obviously remembered. So we struck up a conversation and she was like, "Okay, you're clearly not at Essence. What are you doing now? And I said, I'm moving to Ghana. And she was like, oh, you need to meet so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. So, yeah, that's how we like met met. But it's really weird, like seeing her. And Magic, too. Like, their depiction. Because in my head, Cookie and Magic have always been very serious, grown people dealing with very serious issues like, you know, HIV. But to see them depicted on the show, they're people in their early 20s being messy and trying to figure life out. And it's just, uh, I don't know, it's interesting to see people as they're younger much less perfect, trying to figure it out selves. And not that, you know, winning time is an accurate depiction. It's all, you know, fictionalized for maximum dramatic effect. It's just like somebody that you like kind of know. And I've interviewed Magic Johnson a couple of times. Like the first time I interviewed him was at the Apollo. And he's like, you know, somebody's daddy. He's literally old enough to be my dad. But then seeing him depicted as like, you know, his 20 year old self. And he was still like figuring out who he is was just, it's interesting to watch. I loved winning time. I know some of the Lakers hated it. Some of the front office people, some of the coaches, like they just thought it was a horrible depiction. I thought it was great TV. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What else do we have on our list this week? We have a lot of things. Do I care about Tim Scott? I have him on my list. He's running for president. He doesn't have a shot in hell of winning, but he's running nonetheless. He's black, black Republican. He's 58. Tim Scott has had the grace of coasting along for most of his life and professional career with no one giving two shits about whether he's married. But now that he's running for president and he's trying to secure donations, specifically from the Republican Party, which, you know, whether they practice it or not, they deem themselves as having a platform that values family. So now you've got this man running 
And his family is only like his parents. Like you ain't got no wife. You ain't got no kids. You 58 years old. Like, shouldn't you have like grandkids by now? Like, shouldn't somebody be working on it at least? Nada. So the Washington Post last week did a very long, I don't think expose is the right word, but investigation. It was, it was very much an investigative piece into is Tim Scott dating? And if so, who? He's been getting a lot of questions on the campaign trail about who the woman, because it has to be a woman, but who the woman in his life is. And if there is one that exists, then why haven't we seen her? Because surely you can't be a whole single man trying to run for president. Like literally this hasn't happened. I think there was a single president I read in the 1800s, but everybody since then has been married with children. So it's like, okay, you're, you're, you're running on the party that believes in family values, but you ain't got no family, man. Like, what's going on? Like, you gay? Because that don't work for us. And the donors are like, okay, like, you want us to give you money, but do you believe in the things that we believe in? Like, you you know, you're supposed to be a family man. You're supposed to be conservative. You're supposed to have values. Well, it's not showing up. Well, your wife, man. Well, your kids, man. So Tim Scott said that he's dating a very nice, I think that's a quote, a nice Christian woman. And everyone was like, well, where is this nice Christian woman? The Washington Post did an investigative story. They said, you know, Tim Scott said that there's a nice Christian woman, but everybody we talked to was like, no, he's single. And actually we've never known him in all the years that he's been in political life or professional life. Even we've never known him to have a a girlfriend of, of any color, creed, race, whatever category you want to mention. Nobody knows of a girlfriend, definitely not present but not even in past. So the discrimination that women face, you know, starting in their mid twenties, I would say Tim Scott is currently facing now. I think what makes this most interesting, probably most famous among black people for being a black Republican and and stating that systemic racism doesn't exist, but he's listening to all this criticism about his romantic life, his personal life and the way people are criticizing it. And he was like, y'all don't really care about this. He was like, y'all are just talking about my romantic life because it's off color or out of touch to mention that I'm black. He was like, your real issue is my race, but because you can't talk about my race without sounding like a bigot, now you're focusing on my romantic life. And I was like, oh, are you saying that you're experiencing some form of systemic racism? The racism that you say does not exist. Is that what you're experiencing currently? Oh, wife or no wife, kids or no kids. I was never, ever, ever going to vote for Tim Scott. So this is absolutely irrelevant to me. I just think it's hysterical. It took him till 58. I'm like, sir, you got a good pass and a good ride for like decades longer than I did. But he's a man catching hell about his relationship status. People don't take him seriously as a politician. This also happens to people in corporate too. People don't take men seriously if they're not married after a certain age. Even if you don't think they're gay, you're just like, what's wrong with you? You're not a serious person. You don't have no wife? You got no kids? Like, what's, what's, what you doing? You just, you just out here? Huh? At least women can point to, you know, there's patriarchy and there's sexism and men aren't treating us well. And, you know, we don't gain by marriage. Like, you know, actually married women die sooner than, than single women. With no children, no less. You could literally be like, I'm not married and I have no children because I'm trying to preserve my life. Like it's a valid scientifically backed argument. Men completely benefit from marriage. 
statistically, you live longer and you have a better quality of life. And for whatever reason, you've made it to 57 years old and you're not married. What's wrong with you? What you doing? What you believe in? Tim Scott at 58 is catching with every woman who wasn't married by 25 started catching way back when. I don't have no sympathy for him. Like I wasn't voting for you either way, but still watching this 58 year old man trying to defend his single status is amusing at the very least. Like literally the Washington Post did a long ass story. I mean like thousands of words. It wasn't even like a quick bite. Now we got to talk about bullshit news. It's really not much to say. I've saved it to the end of the episode like it's compelling. Tyler Perry did an interview. For whatever reason, somebody asked him about like what black women should be looking for in a mate. And I was like, Tyler Perry makes movies. Tyler Perry is a great businessman. I mean, surely like he depicts relationships in the fictional tales that he sells to audiences. But I was like, is Tyler Perry a relationship expert? But somebody asked Tyler Perry, with single women who want to be married, like, what should they be doing? Who should they be looking for? And Tyler Perry offered up the advice. Black women are getting all the degrees and black women are making all this money. They're making more than black men. He said, if you're a black woman and you're making good coin and you meet a man, but he only got enough money to pay the light bill, then that's who you should partner with. He said it with a straight face. He said it with his chest. It aligns with a lot of the storylines that he has depicted in his films. Any woman... Who's ever dated for any significant amount of time, but really it could be two dates. But especially if you've been in a relationship with a man who makes significantly less than you, knows what a fucking headache that is. Because you're still expected to do all of the quote unquote stereotypical things that are required of women. You're still expected to submit, allow a man to lead. You're still expected to serve in all the stereotypical capacities of a wife. And that's very, very difficult to do when you're bringing in the lion's share of the money. I know several people who are trying to make it work or who have tried to make it work. Every single one of them is either miserable in the process of divorce or divorced. I'm sure there are people who are exceptions to the rule who are just like, love is what matters. Companionship is what matters. A husband is what matters. Come back and talk to me when the reality of how you're living overshadows the social status of being married but also to be married to someone and put up with all the shit that most wives put up with and I'm not even talking about like infidelity or lying or abuse or or shenanigans embarrassment I'm not even talking about any of that but just the expectations that people have as wife that you are like your new job is to basically be a second-class citizen and to serve I'm not saying that's what every married woman does. I'm saying that's the expectation that you turn off your brain and everything that you do is in service to your husband or your family, that you have nothing for you anymore. That's the expectation. But everything that married women have to put up with and you want them to do all of that and be the breadwinner. Tyler Perry didn't say like, okay, like you earn slightly more than him. He was like, you know, if you could find somebody who could just pay the light bill, which I could probably afford on my own. You want me to put up with all the expectations and responsibilities that come with being somebody's wife? And all you're going to do is pay the fucking light bill? Nigga. It ain't worth it. Not to me. But but I'm also divorced. Like, I I took a look at the whole sum total of everything and was like, no, I can't do this. Maybe I could do it with somebody else, but not with that particular partner. I was like, "This, this is too much sacrifice and too much work. It's one thing if we get married and my life is infinitely easier, but I have greater responsibilities, so I get what the trade off is. 
But you marry somebody and you paying all the bills and you're still expected to do all the work. What's the trade-off? Like, what's the upgrade? Like, you married, okay. But what do you get out of it? So you paying for an extra person and you get to do more work. Like, how is that a win? Because you're loved? You can do that without being married. If you decide to marry someone, especially given statistically married women shave years off their life. Like you literally live less years than single women. The least you could do is live better during the years that you're able to continue living. And just to be clear, I'm only speaking of heterosexuals. LGBTQIA, don't deal with this shit. Just women who date men. It's horrible advice. Do you know how many men I've dated? Like I make good money and I've made good money for a really long time. Like I've tried to date good people who treat you well, who love you. Focus on the character of a person. The money issue with men always becomes an issue. Always. Always. Okay, big time. It's either they resent you for making more. They want to act like gold diggers because they know you make more. Or they want to do this like hyper-masculine suppression thing where they just want to remind you that like, okay, well, you make more, but your career don't mean shit to me because you're still the woman and I'm still the man. And no matter what you do or how many degrees or how much you earn, you still need to submit and I still need to lead. Like they just go like this hyper-masculine thing. And it's just like, are you kidding me right now? It's never not been an issue. Even when you're earning like around the same thing as other people, then it's like a competition. It's not even in my experience so much a woman thing where it's like, oh, I don't feel right if the man isn't making more. It's more like a man's insecurity thing. If we're going to have a real conversation about women who make a whole lot more than their partners, are we going to talk about the passing the credit cards under the table? So when y'all go out to dinner with other couples, it can look like he can afford it. Are we going to talk about the number of women who pay for their own rings or upgrade their own rings? The one that their spouse was able to provide looks crazy in their social circles. Are we going to talk about the number of ways that women are expected to play small in order to make their man feel big because he doesn't earn a lot of money? Those are the things that Tyler Perry is not thinking of when he's talking about date a man who only can pay the light bill. That's the episode for this week. We'll be back on Friday with another episode. Talk soon. Talk Friday. All right. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. 
Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.